to the UK already. So it's so exciting. And so some special things happened. And I just thought these guys could probably say it a little bit better than me and just maybe just share what God did and talk about the salvations and the healings and whatever, whatever you guys. Go ahead. All right. Well, hi, I'm, I'm Tim. It's my wife, Lorna. And uh, our whole family's here now. When I was here a couple weeks ago, it was just me. And then after the, the show in Dunfermline, I got in a van, drove to London, picked them up, and, and now we're here. So um, for those of you that were aware of that, thank you for your prayers, uh, for safety and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, th great things happened here, obviously, but then we went to Sunderland. And I step back just for a moment. I think the songs that you sang this morning were just so pertinent to what's going on in this church and in this city through this church. Um, something's breaking through in the spirit. Heaven's coming down, um, expecting a breakthrough. I mean, all these things of just being expectant of God to move. You know, um, we're, we're about Jesus. And, um, you know, to be a Christian, it means to be like a little Jesus or little Christ going everywhere. And in Hebrews, it says that Christ is the exact representation of God. He's the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. So if we're to be like him, it obviously ties into we're going to be like God. And Jesus goes on to say in his, um, when he was, when he was uh, here on earth, greater things than these will you do in my name. And I think we experience that here in Dunfermline, but also in Sunderland. Uh, these guys can, can share some of the stories, but I know that during the week we did some schools work similar to here. Um, and it was a little bit different uh, in the sense of we were there, what was that, a couple months ago? I, yeah, and, and we did schools work in the end of week gig, and this was a little bit different where we did kind of a worship night. Uh, uh, electronic-based worship night, and we did do some school stuff, but they were launching their mission, uh, Ignite Movement UK, and people came that we didn't even really know that we invited. Like, people just came. Kids were found out through their school, and they drugged their parents there, and amazing things just happened. Uh, during that week, we went to this youth club, Actually, I'll back up one sec. We went to a youth group, and there were kids there that were, were troubled. In fact, there was a, a girl that, that was considered to be a bully. And in this small youth group, about, I want to say, yeah, it was four kids came to Christ, and one of them was this girl. And she was deaf in, in one ear. And we were there with the team. And sorry I'm, if you guys had planned on sharing this story, but it's, it's just one of many. But... It was just so exciting. So we had other people of the team, and someone said, hey, let's just, let's pray for her to be healed. Well, and of course, why not? Like, we should be expecting those things, right? Because Jesus said, greater things than these will you do in my name. And so the team prayed for her, and she, she had this huge grin on her face. I just kept remembering her smiling, like, like are, are you good? Like, I mean, you're, it seems like you're happy, but... You know, sometimes kids, you don't know if they're just nervous and they're smiling or whatever. But, but John had asked her, like, well, like, how is your ear? I really want to know. She says, I can, I can hear better. Like, I can hear better, like, right now. And so we prayed for her again. 
And so we end up, she ends up coming to the thing on Friday night, and she had just become a believer on Tuesday. Friday night, she comes to our worship thing. She comes up and shares. She went to the doctor the next day, and the doctor said, yes, we're going to have to turn your hearing aid way down because you are hearing better. And so that's just a testimony to, to God's goodness. And we should just be expecting that, like little, little Christ, little Jesus walking around, Christians being able to have that kind of faith. And so I, thought, I felt like your songs were just so pertinent to what is happening here. But that's just one story. Uh, I'll pass it along for others. Yeah. Well, if I could tie into that, there was another uh, woman who came up uh, front uh, and uh, me and JJ uh, prayed for her and she was suffering depression. Uh, she lost someone, uh, I think it was her father, uh, about uh, a few months ago uh, because of suicide. She was just divorced and lots of stuff. So we started praying for her because she felt such a depression over her life. And um, uh, after the service, well, no, it was during the service, uh, she came up front and uh, she, told, uh, she told the team that uh, she felt that the depression was flowing away and that she felt so good and she was glowing and she was like having, having this sparkle and it was just amazing. So it was also a really cool, yeah, cool thing that what, 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 what was happening. And I'm looking forward to next week because Sean... He's 27 years old and he's so talented, you know, what he's doing in Sunderland. I did, I worked on that for nine years in, in Scotland or in the Netherlands, you know, so uh, that guy is so blessed. And next week we're going to the Netherlands. Uh, we have never, I was so worried about this because it was my baby after beat, my, my charity in the Netherlands. So I had to let it go and someone, uh, we had Michael who is, uh, uh, who, who was trying to get the schools in and we had never so much uh, uh, well, classes booked uh, for the first graders, and those kids are mainly the kids who are coming to our show. So, yeah, also God is really busy over there and really blessing over there. And please, pr yeah, pray for next week when we're going to the Netherlands, and also for the families, uh, for my family, my my uh, my uh, my kids. Ever well, they, they struggle that I travel a lot and that I'm uh, away this afternoon again to the Netherlands. Mim is joining later this week, but yeah, please, please pray for the next week for mission and also uh, for, well, for, the, for the, all the families. It's also really hard for them uh, being away a lot of time and, and still adapting to the time difference. And, and, and well, it brings a lot of spiritual war warfare, but it only means that God, uh, well, but that there is something happening in, well, in the atmosphere. And, and yeah, so. Yeah, just something short to add to this story about family stuff. Um, I came in on Friday, I dropped the kids on the school bus. Uh, the amazing Jill and David offered to have our kids for overnight. Thank you guys, because you made it happen that I could join these guys on Friday evening in Newcastle, which was, I had an amazing time. And I, um, I, walked, I walked in this room, Alco just took me from the parking lot and he just was bringing me upstairs to a room where these guys were having a time of ministry. And sometimes you have this feeling when you just walk into a room, you can just sense there's something so powerful going on. And I just walked into this room and there was this heavy divine presence. And I just started crying like straight away the moment that I walked in. And we had this amazing time of ministry. Uh, the guys from the church were awesome. Their hospitality was just amazing. And they just started praying for us and for our kids. And there were visions and there were beautiful words. It's just... Um, I got reminded again by how important it is to pray together, to pray for family, to pray for the kids, 
um, yeah, it was an amazing time of ministry, I think, yeah. Yeah, um, Aaron, if it's, if it's okay, um, we have a, have a word to deliver, like a word we want to send you off with today. But um, as, as I was preparing and as, as I talked to the team this morning, I just sensed that um, God just wanted to do something um, this morning, maybe just as a priority. Um, and so, Tim, if you could just play, maybe just play, that'd be awesome. And so... Um, just want to deliver the word, want to, want to give what I believe God's put on our heart, but I really did sense that this was going to happen, um, that um, someone would have something, and that we might even have an opportunity to, to do some prayer, if it's okay with, with Aaron and Lindsay and you guys over, over, over some of you. So I just want to give the mic to, to Lorna, and um, let's just see uh, what God wants to do next. Um, just to talk about Sunderland, sorry, I'm a little shaky. I'm, I'm nervous standing up here. Um, what a humble experience to be a part of an almighty God who created each of us to be a part of a move that he has and to see our kids released into even this ministry, seeing them lay hands on people and then the tangible presence of God. You know, we, we came to advance the kingdom of heaven, but, you know, Christ... He, he died for our sins so that we can have eternal life for him, yes. But he also was stricken to take on our, his, our diseases. That was also laid upon him. So to see him move in a way that, yeah, there's salvations, but that also he wants us to walk in a new level of healing in our bodies and anointing that we can carry the gospel to other people around us, to demonstrate the power of God. It is amazing as, as we were worshiping I saw in this church that, and, and I, don't, I don't know the history of this place, but I saw the seed that was planted in the ground, and at some point it dies, right? The seed dies, but death is a beautiful thing because there's new life that happens. It's something that we can look forward to, and this death of this new seed and this new thing coming up, and I felt God said critical mass, and I don't know if any of you know what that is, but there's like... In this thing of critical mass is all this energy. It's the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God that is working in and through his people and into this church. And, and if there's a leak, there's not that powerful. But you guys were just hosting the very presence of God in such a powerful way that at the right moment, God releases it throughout this whole place. And there's this huge explosion, miles and miles and miles so just to be used by God and, and your kids, your little ones, if you're a hundred or whatever, that seriously, I know you guys heard this, but please get it in your hearts, each and every one of you. God is going to use in a powerful way. Do you believe that? Because we are priests and we are children. Amen. Um, as, as Tim plays and as these guys stay, um, or at least remain close, I don't know if you want to just, just be here. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting that, that Lorna gave that word and, and we, we grieve with the Dowds family um, and the loss of a loved one this week. Um, and just recognizing that God, 
God is gonna is bringing new life, new life to this church, and that ties in exactly with what we had to share. In fact, um, towards the end, we might just share that the, the vision of transform is Jesus, life, and worship. We want to share the gospel, we want to defend life, and we want to worship God. And when we worship God, and when we do those things and partner with the things that are on God's heart, the Spirit moves, not because we're special, but just because we're hanging on. Like a, like a son who is like walking across the car park with his dad, just, just walk close to my legs. Son, just don't get hit, just hold, hold my hand. It's in that grace that he takes us where we're supposed to go. And um, you guys know, and at the risk of sounding like an American trying to relate to a Scottish audience, somebody, and this is the truth, it's not just because I'm speaking today or we're speaking, is that Eric Little, son of Scotland, is one of my biggest heroes. You know, the whole thing, 1924 Olympics, he, he was a fam from a family, he was born abroad, he was in competition with his brother, yes, sure, it pushed him further, but he was in competition with his brother, he could have easily buckled under that, but he kept going, he played rugby, he was an incredible athlete, he did athletics, he did running, which sport do I pursue? Do I, sport, do I go after rugby? Do I go after running? And, and we call it track and field or athletics. Uh, do, what do I do? And do I give up my rugby because um, I, I can run fast? And actually, I have a sister and I have a family that's putting so much ministry pressure on me that maybe I should just give it all up and just go into the church work right now in my father and mother's footsteps. And what should I do? What should I do? But okay, God, I just believe you're in this, and so I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run for you. I'm gonna run because I feel your pleasure when I run. I'm going to give my all to you. And he works and he works, and his entire life has led to this moment only to find out that his hope was deferred, that he was required to run on a day that he felt totally convicted he could not run on on a Sunday for his heats to qualify in the 100 meters to go on and very likely win the gold medal but he in that moment had to grasp hold of what he believed was true and what he knew was true that he could not do it his daughter says that if he ran he probably would have lost even though in the natural he could beat all of them even the even the rest of the, the best sprinters but he probably would have lost because it would have been wrong, but he held out and miraculously he was given another opportunity to run a race he didn't prepare for necessarily. And what did he do? He won gold. But what happened then? He turned this country upside down for the gospel. He went to um, the east and ended up in a concentration camp and turned that concentration camp upside down for the gospel, praising God in the meantime. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I know that he was sick in that decision he had to make and all that led up to it, his, he was sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And um, what's on my heart for you as a church is that it is not too late. Your hope right now might be deferred. It might have been that a seed has gone into the ground, you feel like something's dead, but life is coming. It is not too late. It's interesting that people um, love vintage. 
oh, this is a vintage top from this year, or it's a vintage piece of furniture. Like my friend has Thomas Clarkson, the great abolitionist's desk in his house in Worthing, down south, way down south in England, and he's got it. It's a vintage piece or vintage record collection. Everyone is into vintage, but what God's put on my life is, is not necessarily the vintage things, but pe like people from the older generation. And I think it's ironic that we put so much value on the things that are old, but sometimes we as a culture have a tendency to, to, to send a message to the older generation of people that there's less value, but God is turning that whole thing around. And it's not just happening here, it's happening in the earth. It's not too late. You see, what's really on my heart is if you are 60 years of age and older, it's not too late. If you're 40 and older, it's not too late. But if you're 60 years and older, it is not too late because you still have a dream. And some of you have accomplished that dream. Some of you have gone and done, and it's amazing, and you already have a legacy. But you might have more dreams. But you also have a calling that's even higher than a dream. And the calling is irrevocable. The calling is something that God might have given you now, or it might have given you at 20. But either way, it's a calling. It's your life, and it's not done just because you reach a certain mark. I'm blown away by the footballers in these countries in, in, and they, they get to a certain age and one year they're captaining the national team, the next year they're retired because they're too old. I don't understand that. They're not, they could go on and play even longer and the same is true for you. It's not too late. It's not too late because there's a younger generation that is counting on you. So it's not just for you, but people are counting on you and, and Yes, sometimes this culture, we can become a little bit unappreciative or sometimes some of the youth can be a little bit disrespectful, but I say this and I, I know some of you are looking at me like saying, you're not that young and I'll say, okay, true. So maybe there's a better qualified person to say this, but I'm saying that we need you. We need you. It's not too late to fulfill your calling because we need you. Um, don't be quiet, speak up. Don't sit down, it's time to stand up. Don't stay still, it's time to move into action. I just sense that there are people in this room that have so much to offer and you've settled into this cultural lie that says, ah, it's just too late. And it's not just for 60 and up. You might be 30-something. Oh, well, it's just too late to pursue that calling because, you know, after all, I'm just going to settle into where I am. And I'm not even saying that it's got to be go to India like Michael or, or do something like Alco. But what God has given you something exactly for you, and it's not too late. God wants to unleash that, activate that, and push you forward. He wants to do it. It's not too late. Um... Now, forgive me for bringing some Americana into the mix here, but I noticed you don't mind that much because I see it on the street corners here. Colonel Sanders franchised the company in 1952 at the age of 62 and would later sell the company for several million dollars, millions of dollars. At 62, there was a painter named Grandma Moses, and um, 
she was an artistic genius and she only started painting at the beautiful age of, get, wait for it, 78. Famous painter. You know, George Eliot said, it's never too late to be what you might have been. But when, when God comes on the scene, he carries you through. It's not just about willpower. God comes on the scene and carries you like a, like a young boy across the park, car park. Now, it's not just for the 60s and 70s, but American movies, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, he's the one who gets it all wrong. He wears the Scottish cap backwards in every single photo shoot he's ever been in. But Samuel L. Jackson, he's like a Hollywood staple. He only got his first big break at 43. Stan Lee, the great Marvel DC comic person, like he just passed away, legend. Everybody reveres him. He only started his first comic at 39, or excuse me, yeah, at 39. Julia Child, she was in advertising and she only did her first cookbook at 50. Some of these names may not be familiar, some might be. Now, for the fashion industry people, forgive me, is it, is it Vera, Vera Wang? Um, she wanted to be an Olympic figure skater. God kind of re redirected and he does do that sometimes. But she only started in fashion at 40. So it is not too late. And I bet you, I bet you the guy at the gate beautiful who was paralyzed and sick and waiting for healing his entire life, he probably thought that it was too late. He probably thought that his life was over. He probably thought that the best he could do is sit near this pool and then kind of hope against hope that maybe one day he can fall in the, the, the pool. But the, the, the disciples came by and saw and said, I don't have riches to give you, but what I have, be healed. He got up. See, he thought it was too late, but when Jesus comes on the scene, everything changes. I said, when Jesus comes on the scene, everything changes. Because Joel 2.25 says this, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts. Now, there might be something that's earlier in that book of um, Joel in, in chapter 2. It also talks about rending your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. All that's true. Maybe there's things we need to kind of do business with Jesus about. But guys, God wants to restore what the enemy has stolen. Eric Little said it in the montage in Chariots of Fire. He says he gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. He says that they, that means you, will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And this is why I know I'm supposed to share this is because when Aaron and I were praying in the room there, not only did he give me this word two years ago, he probably doesn't remember it, but Ezekiel 37 says that I prophesied over the dry bones. Breathe, prophesy, son of man, and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breathe. He gave life by prophesying over the valley of the dry bones, and life came on, and a vast army came over the dry bones. There was dry bones rattling as the flesh came back on, and then the, then the, then the, the army stood up, and that's us as a church, I believe, not just the vine, but internationally, everything, but definitely the vine. The bones are rattling, and I don't just mean because we're talking about older generations. I had, to, I had to get one in there. No. The Holy Spirit's in this place, guys, and God wants to release you guys into something new no matter what your age. 
For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That is not just for young people, which is what we say all the time in youth ministry. But if God is concerned about the kids in Harlem nightclub, and if your intercession and fasting was worth it for them, then the exact same is true for the 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50, 60, 70, all the way up 80. We had somebody worshiping with us in Sunderland. I heard he was 90-something in the front, worshiping, dancing. It is not too late. So, I don't know what your dreams are. How much? 90. I don't know what your dreams are. Again, this is not just a positive, feel-good talk. I just really sensed, it might just be for one person, but your calling is not over, and God really wants to release you into that thing. He really wants to renew. He really wants to raise up what has gone, and you think is dead. He wants to bring it to life. That word is consistent with the verse Aaron prayed, with the verse that I wrote in there. God wants to do it. And so what I sensed from the beginning was that we want to love and proclaim the name of Jesus. We want to, we want to breathe life, and we want to worship the king and I just sense that you guys needed to hear that today so um, what we want to do is um, would it be okay if um, you, we just stood together as a congregation And so, yeah, so what we just wanted to do as we end just in the last few minutes here is really just pray over you. You know, we're happy to pray where you are, um, right where you are. And I do believe that part of this just for releasing you and your dreams and callings and activating you in something new um, is, is important, um, um, even where you are. But I just sense that there might be people who just need prayer for healing as well. And that's why I kept these guys up here this whole time, because I do believe that maybe they just need to pray for you, including this young guy here, JJ, who was activated even more this week, um, and God used him. So Aaron, is that, is that appropriate to, to maybe do that? Okay, so um, I don't know if there's a song or something, maybe just a quick chorus, and maybe if we just sing this chorus, um, if you guys want to just go down there, um, just down and just be ready. If you guys want prayer, if you need something healed, if it's an ear, if it's eyes, if it's something in your body, I just sense, I just have the faith that God wants to continue to do that. Um, if you uh, just want that extra prayer for activation, um, then we're going to pray that out. But also you can please come, come down and other people that you know who you are from the vine who should be here, please feel free to be here. But um, let's just uh, sing this chorus. And while the chorus is being sung, just make your way down if you need prayer. Just make your way down. If it's one person, just don't, don't be the one who doesn't come. Just make sure you're here, and we'll pray for you, okay? What kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And when you sow, you do not plant the body that will be but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else, but God gives it a body and has determined, and to, as he has determined, and to each kind of seed, he gives its own body, and that's for you. Alco thought that the ministry would die when he left 
the Netherlands, but it's raging in the Netherlands now, and now he gets to do this here, and we get to be a part of it. And thank you so much to Aaron and this team for letting us be here. You guys are incredible. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, we we're gonna be here for a few more weeks. I hope that's okay. I hope like you guys don't get sick of us. That's a, that's okay. We go off to the Netherlands and come back. Um, unfortunately. Um, the more talented half of the team are going back to the States earlier, Tim and Lorna. Um, but Angie and I will be here. We'd love to get to know you guys more. And um, we love you guys. Thanks so much. Who wants to do one more song? just get up we'll just finish with this maybe if you've got kids so maybe just be aware obviously they've been there for an hour now so